0: Another day, another FBL pod. Jack, how are you doing?
1: Joshua, I'm really well, thank you. Yep, another good weekend. Another high-scoring week across the board. Exciting football. Bit sad there's no Monday night game, but of course that means we can reflect wholly on the game week. We're not sort of in the middle of a game week and waiting for that game to finish. So yeah, very pleased. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm doing very, very well right after again. the weekend. So what? not so much, you know, mixed in terms of FPL, but who cares about that when Liverpool do so well against United? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, it was a great game. It was a great game to watch. As you know,
1: I've I've made vocal my bias against Man United on <laughs> here as a jaded Brummy. Uh, it was great to watch. Great to see them capitulate. As as a Salah captainer, like you said, a really good way to end the game week. So. Josh, what's our running order? What have we got for the listeners today?
0: Well, we're going to follow the kind of same template that we have done. So we're going to start by reviewing our game week, looking at the XGXA tables, then we've got some quick fire questions. That's new. And then we're cool. going to we've targeted some new fixtures for our fixture um, predictions and then our plans and then a look at the algo teams to finish. Sounds great. Jam-packed. Let's get into it, shall we? That's indeed. So I think I've been starting the last couple of game weeks, uh, Jack. So okay. over to you. How did you do? All
1: right. OK, we'll take it from the top. Well, it's a rare week that I've done pretty well again, I would nice. say, Josh. Ended on 83 points for the week, which I was pretty pleased with. I was pretty pleased with, well, it was a minus four, so I actually ended on 87 minus the four. So I count it as 83 and pretty pleased, considering my minus four hit was a disaster, Joshua, was not a good look for me. Oh, no. So you might recall I had I painstakingly outlined my three game week transfer plan to you last week, which involved, I can't even remember it, it was when Lukaku was still fit. So it involved moving out Regulan to somebody, Jota to someone else and Lukaku down to someone. That all blew up when Lukaku got injured. And I realized that I had the exact money to go Lukaku and Jota to Kane and Mane. So get two premiums in effectively for the price of one. And as we know, it didn't go well, man. didn't all go well. Mane didn't start out of nowhere. That was a real shocker for me. And Kane was probably a bad move. Looking back on it, it was a bad move. That was just me... Seeing I was rich, you know, I saw all my riches around me, swimming in money, and thought, I could afford cane. I'll buy a cane when it's probably a bad idea to do it. So, but as I say, despite those two being massive disappointments and kinds of thorns in my side already, the seller captaincy, thank God that happened for the 48 points. Antonio, Liveramento and Trent, Really putting in all the legwork for my team. The rest, the rest were a disappointment. And Puemo, Rafinha, Kane, Manet, obviously, and Regulon not really doing it. Although I'd say I'd say my my man of the match this week, my favorite player this week was Sanchez and goal, despite conceding four, getting the four points with the save points and the bonus. That is Unbelievable. a dream. When I mean, your goalie that's like Martinez-esque, isn't it? Where they get battered but they still pull it out of the bag with a cheeky bonus, a goalie. That was that was nice to see. So a green arrow, a couple of hundred thousand places, which I'll take all day long. Sitting at a cool 1.6 mil, so not where I want to be at all, but
0: two good game weeks in a row. So there we go. How about you? Yeah, was panicking, panic stations earlier in the week, especially after that City game when Edison gave away the penalty which wiped Mike Ancelo and um, Diaz Clean Sheets. Uh, but thankfully, yeah. you know, Salah worked his magic. And that brought me to a, you know, 79 points overall, which is not too bad over the average, a small red arrow. So I'm kind of at 880,000 overall rank. So again, kind of move last few game weeks kind of move in slightly in the wrong direction, but we both know at this stage you just have to kind of tie together a few few good results, few good few game weeks and you kind of, you can still rock it up the ranks. So that weird sensation where you're kind of happy with a lot of the players on paper, but they're not really returning the points. So Antonio, thankfully with the goal um, returned, but blanks from Tony, Vardy, you know, Rafinha, Saar, Diaz and Cancelo. Cancelo and Vardy both on the one points, you know, Vardy coming off at half time. Ramsdale with three points just for the uh, one extra point for the save points. And then, you know, Leverimento doing the, doing the biz as well and the Salah captaincy bringing it in. But yeah, just some fires to put out. But generally, Salah saved the game week.
1: He did for many of us, didn't he? I think, you're, again, you're unlucky again. 79 points and a red arrow. I mean, surely you'd have taken 79 points before the week kicked off. I mean, that's in isolation. That's a huge score, isn't it? But... Very. It was a weird week, wasn't it? I really, I wish that Lukaku injury hadn't happened, not just because of my transfer, but because so many people I think would have captained him against Norwich, and of course he might have done well against Norwich, but it just would have meant far less people on that Salah captaincy that you and I were were both set on. I think after after last week, weren't we?
0: So for sure. Weird. Um, week. I, I think still. Because it was United, maybe he didn't get quite as many you know, captaincy shouts as he maybe should have done. But there were still obviously a high number of managers going for it, wasn't there? Rightfully so. Yeah. So a weird week, wasn't it? A weird
1: it was looking like a really low-scoring week before that last game, which is, um, just goes to show. Not over till Fat Lady sings.
0: Exactly. Always got to keep your eye on the prize. But yeah, that's, that's game week nine our points. Shall we kick on over to these XG and XA charts? Yeah, sounds good, man. So what we're doing this week is we're taking the format which we're going to pick the top three XG and XA from the last five game weeks. So we've lengthened it out to five game weeks, but we're just going to take the top three and focus on them. Um, So we're going to start with the XG tables, um, as we have done in the past. Sitting in number three, Jamie Vardy jack with 2.82 within that five goals so incredibly overperforming. what are your thoughts on jamie i know he you know he's came up, come off at half time i think they're saying it's a precaution we'll obviously have to wait and see but say he was to come back and play a part this weekend going forward do you want him are you interested in him
1: I am interested in him. Yeah, I, the, what, it is a worry, the knee thing. I think he said he felt it in the warm-up, but Rodgers played him anyway, and then he felt he had to come off at half-time. So I think that is a bit of a worry, and they're not as reliant on him as they used to be, with Daka doing well, and Ian Apture obviously starting games now. So it would have been quite a nice move for me to go for from Kane to him to free up some funds to, to help me out elsewhere. But... That knock, now that knock's happened, it's a bit, it's a bit dicey. I mean, obviously wait for news if you're thinking about getting him in, but it's not, it's quite ominous. I would say someone at his age picking up an injury like that is worrying to me. So I'm not. I know a lot of people transferred him in this week ahead of when the kaku got injured. He was a really popular transfer in, wasn't he? So Yeah, I'm not not feeling that great. What are Lester's fixtures saying? Are they how are they looking?
0: Not amazing. Um, they've got Arsenal, Leeds and Chelsea in the next three and then Watford and Southampton after that.
1: Yeah, not, not terrible, not amazing, I would say. Yeah, but I, I'm just not. He's no longer on my radar unless, you know, I can't really see Rogers coming out this week and saying he's 100% fit and ready to start. Because even if he's 100% fit, they still might rest him for Dakar. So, yeah, that's my th- How Do you think you're tempted by Jamie?
0: underlying stats great goal returns great but the risk of his play like if he's going to be watching minutes because of this knee injury they don't I mean they didn't play midweek i don't think they did they rested him they they played dacca and uh, in actual yeah. up top so you know they're trying to protect him as best they can that tells you everything alone there doesn't it like and you add in a knock or a doubt i think for, for in the short term we just have to think He's too much of a risk. Um, I I own him. I did that classic Lukaku, Vardy switch. Just the underlying stats look too good for me. It did. Um, did. And obviously he's a player with, has good value. So you can switch back to Lukaku because, you know, we don't know exactly how how long he's going to be out. So, but yeah, now obviously having to have a problem now, he is a fire to put out in the team.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know if he's a fireman. I'd say wait. It's it's a potential fire. It's a box, and you don't know if there's a fire in it or not. Schrodinger's fire. You've mm. got to wait and see if uh, if uh, what Rogers says. Have they have they got a League Cup game this week?
0: I'm not sure. I mean, no. the, the the news from them so far is it's um, it's precautionary, isn't it? But you know, yeah, very unlucky for for people that brought him in there.
1: But there he we is. are. Yeah. Anyway, who's next on the list, Joshua?
0: It's Mikhail Antonio. So the goals. out of this kind of snapshot of five games, he only actually played four of them. So he has less minutes, we should say. Two goal returns and a 2.84 XG. So unlike Vardy, slightly kind of underperforming there. But I think I'm right in saying we both own him. And I think I'm going to assume that we're both going to say we're both quite happy with him.
1: Yeah, I was growing a little annoyed with him. I was getting a little annoyed with him the last because of this underperformance. Really, I mean, he had it was always promising when they when the stats still stay good, but they're underperforming. Because you think, okay, it's just maybe there is more luck. He's not just playing awful. But yeah, he hadn't. He's been a bit quiet lately with just the two goals and no assists. But yeah, he took his goal well. Kind of, it was maybe a bit lucky. Right place, right time off that corner. And, and came in with some bonus points as well. I mean, he's nowhere near uh, the state of the strikers at the moment. You'd be, he's probably still the best option, isn't he? Given, Given his, foul, his price point. Yeah, He's we say every week he's a pre, he acts like a premium. And West Ham are still good, aren't they, as a team? They're still looking... It's a great win against Spurs, really. I know Spurs aren't what they were quite, but it's still a London derby, a great win, a, a fixture they'd typically lose in uh, in years gone by so yeah really, yeah, you gotta got to keep him man not much more to say bring him in if you're looking if you're worried about Vardy and you don't have him he's a great great choice because he frees up funds as well
0: yeah mixed the only one of the concerns I guess is mixed games coming forward like Villa, Liverpool Wolves, City then Brighton you know not the best you, not the best but you know West Ham are a good team you would be a little bit worried that their, their like, attacking sword will be blunted a little bit by some of those teams, City and Liverpool, notably. Yeah, I think Villa, they'll, they'll dispatch Villa for sure. <laughs> oh, Jack. But, um, yeah, <laughs> not backing I, the boys. No,
1: I'm disappointed. Disappoint with them. Yeah, you're right. Not the best fixtures. Not the best fixtures. But where are you going? Where are you moving them to? There's not many... It's exactly. Complete, it's amazing how quickly it changes, isn't it? Like, start of the season, do you remember, we were just... There were so many choices... And you couldn't have them all. It was like DCL, Bamford, Ings. And now they're all off the map.
0: It's the age of the differential now. But yeah, there's Antonio. And then the number one spot, if anyone's going to be surprised by this, Mohamed Salah, yeah. 4.71 xG over the last five games. Seven goals scored. Three assists to boot. Anything that you want to say that we haven't already said about Mohamed Salah?
1: Well, I would say that I actually feel a bit bad for the people that went for a sort of non-salary punty this year. Like a, a friend of mine's done it, and I messaged him after the game saying, "Look, dude, you just surely you've just got to get him in now. It's just getting silly," and and he was just like, "I think just right now, it's I've missed the boat so much. I, he may as well just stick with it and have fun this season because the season's gone for him." And and then he said, he was like, Jack, even you must admit that this is obscene. Like, this is ridiculous, like we haven't seen this before. And he is right, because if you look at Salah's, where Salah was and the season's gone by after game week nine, he's like doubled the FPL points of his best season already. Like, he's already on 100, which is insane, even compared to his crazy high standards. So you have been unlucky if you've looked at Salah and thought oh, maybe I'll just you know take a gamble. It's still a dumb move, really, probability wise. But I think you've probably been overly punished, even if you have done that in relation to what we expected would happen. Yeah, you just if you want it, if you're still pushing for rank this year, you have to get him in and captain him most weeks. That you just have to. There's no, there's no other clever play where you can avoid him. I don't think anymore,
0: especially now. With, as you said, because of those lack of other big boy premium template options, so often will he be captained by such a large number that already own him. So you're going to get punished big time if when he does return, inevitably, if you don't have him.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, you really are. I mean, it'll get, and don't, I understand that it's
1: boring. Like it is boring when there's just such an obvious captain for everybody to have. But I would say things do change fast. You know, one injury changes it all. A bit of rotation changes it all. And, of course, the African Cup of Nations, when that comes along, he's gone yeah. for a month or so. So that then it will get interesting again. So get it's getting cold. The weather's getting cold. We all want to just hunker down, safe, nest, mm-hmm. bring Salah into your nest, stay safe for the winter, and then let's have some fun when the African Cup of Nations comes around. Comfort and then, Salah. Then it will, yeah. Take your comfort blanket, Salah.
0: Done. Yeah, we said even more than before. So that's it for XG, the top threes. Now over to XA. Yeah. In third spot. Yuri Tielemans, one point eight two in the XG. He's actually had two assists and he's actually popped up with two goals as well. Why are you interested in a Yuri Tielemans? For some reason I'm not
1: still. He's always, for me, been one of those players who I haven't been interested in. Um, very good player. Football, if I managed a real football team, I'd love to have him in. I think he could play. I think he could play in any team. I think he's got that talent. But from an FPL perspective, he, both his goals have been beauties, haven't they? They've been, I think, was it a screamer this week and that lovely sort of Shipped to the back post last week against United. They're low value. I mean, 0.44 XG says it all really for him there and scored two goals from that. Uh, His XA is good. His XA is fine. But I don't think you can live and die by XA alone. You need the good XG to go with it. XA is very much a complementary stat to the XG, I think, in FBL. So when it comes to attacking players... So, yeah, I'm not interested and I'm not convinced by Leicester yet fully as a team either, as well as as exciting as they are. You know, I don't think they're quite ticking how Rodgers would want them to just yet. Yeah, that's my view. What do you think? Are you tempted? Am I wrong to be sceptical?
0: I think he's in a rich vein of form. So I... Can see why play why managers want to jump on like FPL managers want to jump on that rich Vayner form because you could say that of any kind of you know differential player or you know non premium that you want to bring in when they're on form and then take out and swap them up for someone else. I mean I don't think anyone will doubt that he's in crazy form at the moment. He's playing incredibly well. As you said, his goals are unbelievable finishes. That's that's shown against like the xG being so low. Um, Leicester wise. That point still stands in the Brentford game. They won 2 1, but their XG was lower than Brentford's. And actually, you know, Brentford had more shots than them, less shots on target, but 15 shots on 15 shots total for Brentford, 10 shots for Leicester. I know that doesn't say the whole story, but Brentford were well in that game. So Leicester, you know, didn't dominate them. And I think it comes down to that type of player, isn't it? That like you're going to be comparing Tielemans to maybe more attacking-focused players from other teams at that kind of... Was he 6.4 mil? Um, 6.4, 6.5 area. So there's a lot of players that have maybe a higher ceiling for for FBL points than him.
1: Yeah. How much is he? How much is he in
0: FBL? I thought he was coming in at 6.4, 6.4.
1: Yeah, decent. I mean, if Rafinha is injured this week and you're looking and you haven't got any budget and you need a player... Then maybe in the under six point six point four bracket. I mean, he's competing with the Townsend's Ben Ramas. So, yeah, I mean, te- compare those two players with the net, Josh. Would you go Townsend or Ben you Have you still got Ben Rama?
0: I currently do have Ben Rama. Yeah. Would you rather
1: have, who would you rather have out of Ben Rama, Townsend, Tielemans and Gray?
0: So, hmm. the funny thing is, probably at the moment, I have been looking at probably getting Ben Rama out just purely because when I've yeah, seen him play for, yeah. recently, he's he's just it, and what West Ham generally I think are lacking that kind of that magic touch that they had before, you know, kind yeah. of extra touch passes going awry a little bit. Everyone's lacking a bit of confidence. So I think that ship has sailed a little bit at the moment for West Ham.
1: Blanked in the last four hasn't he been Yeah,
0: that crazy form. I think that the teams dropped a little bit and therefore, you know you can look elsewhere from him. So um, I do like the look of grey, but I'm just a bit wary of these players coming in. You know, Richarlison's back now. I think it's going to affect their dynamic and they didn't have a great result, obviously, this week as well. So Uh, the wheels fell off there, didn't they, in that game for them? No, exactly. But I think people like, you know, Smith Rowe and um, Townsend as well, over the course of the season, I think are going to score more points than someone like Tielemans. I would take a Townsend, or a smith Row or someone like that going forward over him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I didn't even think about smith Row.
0: Yeah. Who's cheaper than him? He's a, a male cheaper than him.
1: Yeah, fair summary. Who, Josh, is next on the XA charts in second a bit, spot?
0: A bit surprising. It's Bruno Fernandes. Hmm. 2.02 XA. And you mentioned the importance of having XG as well for these type of players. One point one seven x g two assists in the last five zero goals do you I can probably expand this question. Do you want Bruno? Do you want any united assets
1: they're in the ultimate point of, of void aren't they after that performance? The players themselves will be down, and there'll be there's the question Mark over is Ole going to go or not by the time we publish this, he might have gone. who knows, but if I was to have any man U player, it would be Bruno I think he's like we said last week, he's the create he's still the main man, despite Ronaldo being there. I think he watching it, he's still the one trying to make things happen. In even against Liverpool, I thought he was probably their better their best attacking player. He had some nice flicks and touches, he was trying to make stuff happen, but just got completely cut out of the game by the brilliant Liverpool midfield. And yeah, I mean, don't get him.
0: Don't get it's, him in. It's too much, too much risk for the the value you can Bring in yeah. so many other better prospects, can't you? For cheaper, no doubt no about doubt. it. Yeah, that was a quick one. Good. That was great. Did. See you later, Bruno. Goodbye. And the number one spot, he seems to have had it locked for weeks. <laughs> he does every time he we've really done these reviews. It's still Brentford's Ivan Tony, two point yeah. four nine xa. Again, the one point two seven xg as well, one goal, two assists in the last five. I mean, his fixtures look great as well. I know you've yeah. kind of been looking to get him in. Is that still the case?
1: I say it every week. and I? I want him in. I want him in. He's high on my list, high on my list. And the, every week goes by and I don't have him in. But I've kind of gotten away with it because he hasn't, at, despite these brilliant underlying statistics, he hasn't actually come up with the points as he's really, yeah, since that haul against Wolves. And did he get an assist against Liverpool? Yeah, he hasn't. Hasn't quite done it. I mean, he's played Chelsea and West Ham, two very tough fixtures, and he could have had something in both of them, definitely. So now the fixtures are turning. I'm very tempted. I just stupidly got caught by. Well, I could avoid Harry Kane, so I'll get Harry Kane in. So, yeah, I'm on the. I'm on that. It's a decision now. Do I drop Kane and uh, get him, or do I maybe get him in for my Dennis and and take a hit and get rid of Rafinha? Maybe I don't know. We'll come on to that, but. I think he's still a great asset, man, even though he hasn't delivered the last couple. And Brentford is still exciting. And yeah, he's so good at, at linking up and creating those chances for his, for his teammates. You still happy to have him? Frustrated? A bit frustrated? Or
0: Again, he's one of, he hit, fits in the category of one of those players that looks great on paper. And I'm not, I don't see him as a fire, but it would be nice if he started to return more points. Yeah. And I think if someone is in a situation where they are, they're looking to bring in a striker, you know, at six point five mil. With the games that they have, the fixtures that they have coming up now, Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle, Everton, Spurs, you know, the first three of those look great. You know, they're a team that have been mixing it with everyone this year. I, you'd expect them to score goals in in those next three coming, and he's still looked good. He's passed the eye test, so. Yeah, very happy with him. And, and we've already mentioned that there's an absence of, you know, kind of coveted striking attacking um, options at the moment. So, yeah, Tony may be your man. I think he is the
1: man. I think he's the man. I think you should get him in if you are looking for a striker. Again, Vardy not doing it for you. If you already have Antonio, I think he's the next best option. Just
0: love it. He's a provider. I love him. Great. So that's the XG NXA, bit quicker this week because it's just the top three We're going to take a little break now and then we've got quick fire questions and we're going to focus on what we see as the most interesting fixtures for Game Week 10. Great. Awesome. All right, see you in a sec. And we're back. So as promised now, Jack, we have some quick fire questions sculpted by your mind
1: yeah let's do just to just to prefix it. So what we have been doing is having one key topic each week and drilling down into it. But I think it's better to or well, we can we could go back to that, but I think it's better to there's enough enough options to cover now that having a broader array of views from us might be useful. but you know what? if you hate it, tell us and we'll go back to the single topic. <laughs> you know, let us know. We're still a movable feast on this pod. And we love feedback. So email us another another fplpodcast at gmail.com. Please do drop us an email or leave a comment if you're on YouTube. Thanks a lot. And a like. Also like it. Right. Good. Uh, Josh, quick follow question number one. Are Havertz cappers unlucky or were they just wrong for not sticking with Salah?
0: This is a yes and no, isn't it? Because the yes part of it is. If you picked habits, you predicted that Chelsea would spank Norwich. You were right, but you just picked the wrong guy. And if you were, if you were going to say, "Oh, I, I think Chelsea are going to spank Norwich. Who's going to score the most? It's going to be their striker, their number nine or false number nine, or whatever you want to call it." You would assume that to be right. So I think they are a bit, they are a bit unlucky. And Salah, despite being so good and almost a set and forget captain, I as a Liverpool fan, I did not expect to see the drubbing that Liverpool gave them. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're
1: really unlucky. Really, really, really unlucky for the reasons you've said. I mean, if you would you told me it was going to be 7-0 to Chelsea, I'd have taken a hit to get Havertz in, no question, and captained him because I'd have been sure he'd get at least two there. And yeah, even though I captained Salah, no one expected a hat-trick and assist. Insane. So yes, if you're a Havertz captainer, It's variance, luck, whatever you want to call it. You are unlucky. So don't beat yourself up and go again next week. Good. Number two, Josh, if you have to have three premiums, so premiums over, uh, we'll say over 10 million players, you have to have three of them. Who are the three you
0: would have? Salah, obviously first. Next, because of the drop off of everyone, I'm actually probably going to go Sun. Mm. Looking at his returns i, I this was something that kind of flew under the radar in my eyes you've kind of been you know shouting his praises but i looked at his returns i mean before this game week noted but he's been a consistent returner and he is the game i watched you know the spurs game he looks the biggest threat uh, more than kane i'd say in that game especially but you know he's he's just a consistent performer so I, for that reason i'd put him in next and then the mm. third is tricky. I mean, if I can cheat and say he's not 10 mil, but he's a premium defender, I'd say Trent. He's definitely a
1: premium. Sorry, I should have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good answers. Good answers. Sun's interesting. Kind of wish I'd gone with him over Kane now. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the other premiums are just not looking not looking good. Ronaldo's a definite avoid. Lukaku obviously injured and wasn't doing it anyway. I've got Mane, but now he's benchable.
0: yeah. I think, is Manny in your three who are your three
1: no well i'm just, I'm just thinking now i can't really argue with yours i i wouldn't even pick three now really i don't think i really want sun even really mm-hmm. compared to some of the others but if i had to pick three i think you're right if vardy's fit and ready to go i might have vardy over sun but yeah it's tough it's not it's not all about th- premiums nowadays is it it's really not good thank you josh Quick fire question, number three. Simply put, Salah captaincy forever? Question mark?
0: Can we say forever? I mean, we've seen how much it's changed this season alone within a few game weeks. Started off, you needed Bruno. Then you needed Lukaku and Ronaldo. Now you don't need them. So I think right now, yes. Okay,
1: Salah here's captain. a better question. Here's a better question, maybe. Right now, Josh, you can either never captain Salah again all year, or you have to captain him every game, all season. Forget AFCON. Apart from the time he's at AFCON, which one would you take? The latter. Yeah.
0: He's going to be captain him probably more than three quarters of the
1: time. Yeah, so. definitely. And I don't think that applies to any other player. I don't think I'd take that choice for a Kane or whoever, but I would take it for Salah.
0: King. So there Should you I go.
1: don't want King, Hattie? Ledley, yeah, Ledley King? Ledley. Go on, Ledley. <laughs> the other banger hat trick? Joshua King. Joshua <laughs> King. Just on that, I do love when a player scores against a club that kind of snubbed them. Yeah. It's great. And you rarely see a hat-trick happen. Like a hat-trick from a snub player is is golden, isn't it? It's really good. But they said he's got 50 Premier League goals. I was surprised at that.
0: Yeah, but if you um, could bottle you know, the emotions that he had there, it's just pure joy. It? When he, every yeah, time he scored, really. he's so happy
1: just that revenge. People say revenge is like unhealthy and bad for you and stuff, but I think it's great. Made it made him It's a lovely feeling. Good. Okay. Quick fire. Number four. It's kind of two questions in one mountain Foden in, or are they traps?
0: Very good question. So we've kind of mentioned Thanks. that mount. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh We've mentioned that Mount has been interesting throughout and obviously his returns against Norwich incredible, but it, it was Norwich. So, you know, they're not going to have that these opportunities every game week. I in preparation for this question, I had a little look. Question back to you. Can you guess the last time he played ninety minutes? He played ninety minutes against Norwich. Can you guess I the last would, time? I'm gonna guess we not
1: I'm gonna guess never, not this season.
0: It was he's done it three times only. The third game. Oh, okay. week, game week, one <laughs> and game, game week one and game week three. He played. I knew it
1: minutes. wasn't many. I'll say that. I knew, yeah, I knew I'm surprised he's done all three. Yeah, because I know he we yeah, like you said, we earmarked him as a good he was nearly a game week one pick for me, Mount. I think he was good value. Last season he looked good. And and yeah, this, this week he showed it.
0: Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is like, do you want someone who's got that much risk of of minutes? You, you could say that he was given ninety minutes because it was against Norwich a team that maybe Tuco mm. cool, cool felt that you, you could get away with. Does not he not having... rate them
1: though? Do you think? Surely no, he rates. I think it. he d-
0: he definitely does, but you know, the, the minute show, I was surprised to see that. But the minute show, if you if it wasn't Mount and it was just X player and you saw that, you would you wouldn't pick them, would you? You you, you they haven't played 90 minutes since game week uh, you three. Might, wouldn't. You wouldn't spend 7.5 mil on an asset who hasn't played 90 minutes since game week. He's only played one, sorry. Um, game of 90 minutes since game week three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mm. yeah. When you put it that way, it's a very good, very good point, Joshua. Does the same apply for Foden? He was injured, wasn't he, at the start? Now he's not. Is he? Well, is Torres being injured helping him, or what do you reckon about Foden?
0: Well, he's played three consecutive 90 minutes on the bounce. But, sure. and, but we know that with Pep Roulette, that could mean nothing in
1: two game weeks. 10. So many of them have done it, haven't they? We've seen this. So Torres did it. Grealish has done it. Now he's struggling for minutes. Mahrez was doing it. Yeah, he's people are. He's really popular at the moment, isn't he? As a pick, Foden. People are in the FPL sphere are are bigging him up. But I just don't want that pain every time I click on the Man City team sheet.
0: No, I mean I've got two City players, and it is nervous. Nervy already. Even I, the defenders. Yeah. Yeah. When Diaz gets dropped. You're thinking, God, anyone could be dropped. So I think despite Foden being versatile, being able to play in lots of different positions, if you go with him, you cannot be annoyed in two game weeks' time if he gets dropped for like two game weeks in a row or whatever or he plays 45 minutes across two game weeks because that's going to happen at some point. It is. It is. I mean,
1: yeah, I'm not getting... Get Foden at your own risk, but if he starts, you're you're in the money, I think, out of any of those players. He is fantastic, isn't he? He's a brilliant player. Good. The next question, Josh, would do a flying through these. This is in the true spirit of Quickfire. I like this. Mm. We've kind of done this one, actually. Should we have patience with Brentford assets? It felt like we were on a yes when we were talking about Tony. Expand that out to your Buenos and your, your Janssens. Should we stay patient for this good run? I think we should.
0: I agree with you. Yeah. The, everything points to the, the fact that they can mix it with any team. They have got should have slightly easier fixtures now. So you would expect returns, like points returns from their assets. They're different. The annoying thing is we, we were talking about a potential double, triple up. I think a double is maybe a, not a safer bet, but one definitely double would be if you're having quite a lot of confidence in them. That annoyingly, Mbwemo is, you know, we're waiting to hear if he's fit because he's picked up a little knock, didn't he? So um, we're going to have to wait to see if he's going to be around next weekend. But there the stands. Tony Mbwemo mix would have looked nice, but saying that, you know, they look like they could do well in defence as well. So maybe a pinnock, I think, actually is a doubt as well. So you're looking at like the Jads or someone else. But a double up, I think, is would be great for Brentford. Yeah. And was it a knock the reason Bremer went off? It wasn't just you served? It was a knock. The report that I saw was a knock. I didn't actually see it happen. So the report was right. a knock and both of them are doubts uh, for the next week. So you have to wait to see for the conferences at the end Straight of the week. Off.
1: Sure. I very much hope he's all right Mm -hmm. as an owner, but we shall see. Good. Yeah. Keep hold of your your Brentford assets. Right. Similar vein, in a similar vein, and kind of touched upon, but we can delve a little deeper. Ditch all your United assets now. Get rid of them. Does anyone
0: have them? If you if you're not a United fan, you probably don't have them.
1: A lot of Luke Shaw's still, I think. I mean you should ditch him, get rid of him right now. Yeah.
0: Any defensive uh, assets for them. I mean, even if Oli goes tomorrow and they bring someone else in, it's not going to fix that defence. So, no. you know, and we don't know you, if they bring in Italian, then, you know, maybe that could blunt their attacking returns a little bit and he'll try and balance off by keeping clean sheets. But if it is Oli now still going into the next game week, anyone could score against him, right?
1: So. They really can. They look uh, full of holes. They are full of holes. It's really worrying if you're a, uh... United fan, for sure. I mean, Ronaldo, if you've got Ronaldo, he's still high up on the XG stats, is he? Despite their woeful performances. Uh, their fixtures just aren't good, though. I think for Ronaldo's price, he's not performing. I think you do need to downgrade. You need to, you need to get rid and spend the money elsewhere, I'm afraid. The interesting the point
0: fans. I found is United are, in overall XG from the beginning of the season, fifth of all teams. And mm-hmm. that, I'm guessing a lot of that is because of early in the season. They they're... had such an easy run, didn't they, at the start? Yeah. And the and the people that they've played. But, you know, that's quite good. You'd say they're in the top, top five. They're looking pretty good. You mm. know, Spurs are right down third from bottom. So yeah, Their XGA, of... though,
1: United, is worse than their XG, though, isn't it? 15. Yeah. I've got 15
0: and 14 for XG. So that says it all really about how Porous they actually are So I think yeah, bottom line is not not now. maybe they'll turn it around because they they've got great quality, but not now. Yeah, fair. agree.
1: fully agree on that one. Okay, three more to go. Are leads an easy fixture
0: now? Mm. I mean, they have had problems with the availability of players, and looking, you know what they've've got now, obviously rafinha had to go off injured and they didn't have Calvin Phillips. They don't have Bamford. I think they haven't done well this season, but one all against Wolves, a Wolves team who was saying, you know, we're getting better and finding form. And actually Leeds had the better XG, 1.71 XG for Leeds to, to Wolves' 0.86. So, you know, they played better in that game. They had 18 shots Leeds compared to Wolves's eight. I know they're at home, but what we're saying is that was a performance of a team... A better team you know leads were the better team so but I think I'll, I'll worry about them at the moment is they are like a bit of a wounded animal aren't they they're not the leads from last year so I, I don't think they are the the fodder of the same ilk of Norwich or Newcastle no no but they are not great at the moment no I mean yeah they're still getting licked on the whole aren't they I mean
1: yeah an XG of 10 xga of 15 point six I think without, but similar in a similar vein to Everton missing Dominic Calvert Lewin, Bamford became, grew into a player that was so vital for them. I think they really miss him. I think they really do struggle without him. And they've got a couple of the key injuries, haven't they, as well. Rafinha's in, out, in, out, shaking all about every week, it feels like. Yeah, I think they, I think that they are a fixture target now at the moment, sadly for them. It may be a short term thing, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, load up on your Norwich players. You know, Norwich got Leeds next. Yeah Leeds, no, really but, coming uh, in, <laughs> yeah, Leeds Leeds. are not looking good. Not looking good. And yeah, if your team are playing them, have a look. Penultimate, are Spurs assets worth getting in for their easy run? So their easy run doesn't, you could argue, doesn't actually start for another couple of weeks. They've got Man U and Everton next. Then it's Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich. And Leeds, we've just established as an easy fixture so i've counted them in there are you would you be tempted josh you've mentioned san as one of the premiums that you quite like the look of are, will you be bringing him in son for this
0: the good news is we've got two week two more game weeks to so think about it so i think yeah the underlying stats of the team in general aren't reassuring when you think about you know are they going to batter teams because they're in the bottom three for xg total so and I think the first month you know when they did really well we were saying that actually the underlying stats don't support the results that they're getting and the goals that they're scoring so yeah we don't have confidence we shouldn't have confidence in the stats that they're going to translate that into goals 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 against anyone at the moment even maybe the weaker teams but Sun as an asset and Kane as an asset in themselves you can't can't really turn away from them because they can turn it on can't they so let's see how they do against United and Everton. If they seem to be building up ahead of steam ahead of that nice four fixtures that you mentioned afterwards, and we're still in a position where no one is really like we don't even can't even pick three premiums, then by default they may become that third premium spot that we want to have. Yes indeed. you've got Kane, so you thinking of holding him then until that run?
1: really torn on that, really torn now I, I really regret bringing him in. it was such a yeah such a vanity move. It's just because I want, I want Tony. I want Tony for ideally the next game. So, yeah, it depends on it It just depends. On. It's a butterfly effect thing. If Rafini is injured, maybe I drop him to a Smith row and bring change Dennis to Tony and keep Kane and go with the three up top. Or should I just get rid of Kane now, bring him in? I don't know. Spurs United's quite a hard one to call, I think you know, United might bounce back or will Spurs do a Liverpool and take advantage of that defence? Very difficult. I mean, it's definitely, I'm mulling it over this week. But um, yeah, I wish that easy run started now, really. I think I've gone too early on Kane. Uh, but I think I think Son is, yeah, Son and Kane are, are good to get in for, for the easy run. I'd say their defenders aren't, I'd still avoid. Uh, I say that as a regular owner. <laughs> avoid them, If you can, because they're leaky. As long as Eric Dyer's in that back four, I think they're leaky, personally. And good. Okay, Josh, the final quick fire. Are you ready? Yes. You've done very well, I think, so far. Should we load our bench with players that we would like to play, would like to start? So I've asked this because our... In the last few weeks, it feels like there's been a lot of unexpected benchings, a lot of last minute missing out, a lot of injuries. So the traditional mode is obviously load your bench up with 4.5 players that you think will get two points a week in the emergency that they command. They'll tick over the Sissoko's 4.5 tick over. Should we now, is there merit in actually spreading the funds a bit more to your bench, especially as we're saying premiums aren't really in vogue at the moment? Will that give you license to, to spread those funds and actually get some better assets on the bench?
0: I'm still kind of wanting to keep to the the done philosophy in, in trying to keep the money on the pitch, if you know what I mean, yeah. rather than the bench. And I think partly because there are cheaper assets, pretty decent enablers that you can get, like the, the Livermentos, you know, the Duffys, although Duffy was benched, but you know what I'm saying? Like these players that can sit on your bench or come in for good game game weeks, that don't ha- you don't have to break the bank and you're still kind of keeping your money on the pitch. The other reason why I'd be really wary of doing it is if you spread your money away from premiums, say Lukaku does bits or Ronaldo does bits in three game weeks, how many moves is it going to take you to get from them to someone else? Like so you could go for like a son and you could downgrade him for example because he's still worth 10 mil and reinvest that money in your attack to switch someone up but if you're trying to level out your money too much i think it it would then take a lot of moves to you know switch to premiums if they suddenly all became in vogue you're trying to bring in two or three of them or sorry three or four of them yeah it'd be a nightmare and i don't i don't think it's so much the case that there are like a small number of these mid-price or lower price players that you have to have to make you really shift away you're picking players that you think are going to do well for a small of four on form basically aren't you three or four game weeks or even less than that so yeah there's no guarantees so i'd stick to the tried and tested for me but are you thinking differently hence the question
1: no oh yeah i was thinking i'm always thinking differently josh always, <laughs> always challenging no i think I think you made some good points there. I hadn't actually thought about the premium shifting thing, like just having some premium spots so you can move them around easily is, is a viable thing. And there's always the other thing of the pain of selection. If you have loaded your bench up with good yeah. players that you want to play, that pain of when you pick the wrong ones and the bench holes and your your team fails, the ones you've started Blank, it is a, it's a one of the worst pains in FBL. There's many different types of pain in FBL, but that is one of the worst ones when you've got that. I had that Dennis 12 pointer on my bench this week, and it was, and he's not even a player that I he's a player I consider fodder. So that's painful enough. But when you're in that 50-50 dilemma, it's why I don't like having two goalkeepers that play.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just that horrible thing when that one goalie gets a, gets points and the one you picked didn't. You feel like you've doubly missed out. Even though really you haven't, when you look at it logically, because you might have just never have that. You know, you might have had fodder on your bench, but just seeing the points in your team on your bench and not in your eleven is just makes the game less fun. I think so. Yeah, don't
0: bother doing that. Nice. Yeah, good point. I hadn't thought about the uh, the choice, but you're right. That'd be hideous yeah. if you had to do it every week.
1: It's just gross. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be thinking about my team no like, ideally i just want, I want it to Damn pick it. itself <laughs> don't want to spend enough time on this bloody game right <laughs> thanks josh that was good enjoyed that quick fire that's, that's a it. Good questions. spectrum again let us know what you think if you hated it please tell us fix your predictions then josh should nice. we move swiftly onto these
0: yeah i mean you asked all those questions to me so let me cool. pitch these this section to you we pick four that we think are most interesting from an fpl asset perspective and we've st- the first one we've picked is Leicester-Arsenal. Leicester at home. Obviously, there's quite a few people talk about Leicester assets. We mentioned Tielemans, Vardy, if he's fit. And quite a few people have Arsenal assets kicking about as well. What do you think is going to be the result here? And you know, who would you start, not start? Who would you want to have? Uh,
1: this, this is quite a tough one to call as a prediction, I would say, first of all. Because, as I said, I haven't been that convinced with Leicester as a team... Yet this season, I think they're getting better and they've had some good results the last couple of weeks, but there's still something missing there with them. I think defensively, especially. And, you know, Schmeichel played a blinder against Brentford, by all accounts. So they they were quite lucky to get that one, I think. Arsenal are again on the up. Good win against Villa. But I would say watching that Villa game, it was mainly Villa being bad really in that first half that, that let them do what they did. I mean, Villa played the three at the back. Smith Rowe and Saka had all the space behind the the wing backs to to flex their talent, and the game was put to bed before half time. Villa changed it up at half time, and second half finished one all. And actually, Villa had a higher XG in that second half. So I don't think that fixture is as cut and dry as I don't think either team's results are tell the full story about how these teams are getting on. So. I would fancy both teams to score in this, so I wouldn't feel great having defenders starting from both of these. So your Ben White's and your Ramsdales, I think are going to get tested by Leicester. But equally, I think Schmeichel will. So like a high-scoring, I'd feel good about attacking assets actually for both teams here. Yeah. In which is the same, basically this, a way of saying the same thing as as watch out for your defenders. So. Yeah, that's my take on that. But any any result wouldn't surprise me. I don't know what who to pick for the win. Probably Leicester with a home advantage, maybe edges it. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I was going to say the same. A draw to a Leicester win maybe is edging it. But there's such similar kind of so they've had similar results this year. So, of the nine games mm. so far, both won four, drawn two, and lost three. And they both have comparable xG and xGA each of them as in for themselves but they both have higher xgas than xgs so they both are more likely to concede than than score so it's exactly as you said not a lot of faith in their defenses but they haven't been exactly amazing in their attacking returns either and maybe it's just because they actually have some quite good attacking talent that they've been able to get results so you're right I mean, it's not one for the defences and I am a little bit worried with Ramsdale. But if Vardy's not fit, then I think that does blend Leicester a little bit. It does. I do, I do rate this Dakar. I think he's got something about him.
1: And four in midweek,
0: didn't he? Yeah, but
1: Vardy's Vardy and he, Vardy's, Vardy's yeah. another level. So, yeah, interesting one. Yeah, interesting one. Hard to call.
0: Uh, next, second one. Easier maybe to call. <laughs> Don't know, well, it depends mm-hmm. on which way you're looking at it. Go on. Spurs at home to United. Yeah, very interesting. We've mentioned what we think about
1: Spurs and United assets, haven't we? I mean, ditch offload your United ones and maybe be wary of, of Spurs. But again, really, when now United are in this crisis mode, it's it can go either way of do they, do they pull out a result performance or do they capitulate again? And Spurs are just so inconsistent. Aren't they? They haven't. They've had a few like false dawns. I feel like this season, where oh yeah, it's going well for Nuno. Yeah, you know they're they're winning games again, and then they'll then you know they'll have a result like they did against West Ham. So I'm not. I think it's two teams that should be doing better that that aren't, and as FPL assets at the moment are not worth it either one. So again and again, predicting it is very very difficult very difficult it's very similar to the Leicester Arsenal two similar stories for these teams this season and I'd, I'd probably go the home win just about with the Tottenham Tottenham at home probably slightly better form than than United have at the moment but
0: yeah that's me what do you think yeah I'm still amazed at Spurs is incredibly low xg over the nine games so far but I think you're right We're we're looking at a United almost capitulation at this point in the season after that after after that Liverpool game but they're like a cornered dangerous animal aren't they like they they'll take the hit but at one good analogy at one point in the next few game weeks be be it with Ollie at the wheel or someone else they will strike back they with that much talent they will at some point score goals won't they yeah they'll they'll perform They'll, they'll come together up against
1: elite defenses and elite teams like Liverpool, they struggle to score. But anything, any bar just less than that, they've got the players to to rip defenses apart. Still, you're right, and Spurs' defense is pretty bad. So yeah, thinking about it and hearing you talk about it, I think United might maybe United led this one.
0: But the form, I mean, it's potential, isn't it? The form is not there for United at the moment, and we're saying that that result will come potentially, but that could come, you know, in the five game weeks coming up or even beyond that. The bottom line is their form is shocking at the moment. It is. Sorry, United
1: um, fans. It is sorry, United
0: fans. Uh next one. So a team whose form would you you'd say is the opposite after the last game week? Liverpool home to Brighton. A very good Brighton from this season, I should say. So do you trust salary again against that Brighton defense? Are you going to play your Brighton defenders and goalkeeper like you have? Mm. What are you thinking?
1: Do I, Captain Salah? Hmm, Let me think about that for (laughs) zero seconds. Yes, definitely Captain Salah in this one. He could do it against City. He could do it against United. He could definitely do it against Brighton, who got pummeled by City, really. I mean, as I said, Sanchez, my man of the match in my team this week, conceding four goals. He actually had the... Do you know what I heard a fact about from the guys on um, the FPL Wire pod? So Sanchez actually had the highest pass completion of any goalkeeper since they started recording the stats. Jeez. So he had he disputed and completed more passes than any other goalie ever in any game. So I thought that was interesting. But it that shows how often he had the ball, I think, and how yeah. many goal kicks and how many times he held the ball. So yeah, I think and Liverpool are arguably a better attack than City. I think they're gonna pumble them. It'll be a similar story for Brighton this week. Backs to the wall they got some very, very good defenders, but they're, they're not an elite team. And I think it's going to be another pummeling by Liverpool. Captain Salah.
0: Yeah, well, captain again, put the armband on him. I mean, obviously, I'm not the most confident Liverpool fan, but at the moment, their form is incredible. The front four, as you corrected me earlier in our discussions, pre-pod, the front mm-hmm. four, if you include Jota, Mane, Bobby and Salah, are just all on very in very good form and I think Brighton unfortunately rely upon you know controlling the game from the back with a good defence because their attack is just not just not maybe as good top end top end kind of quality and I think they're just going to get pushed back so yeah I agree yeah, so well
1: I mean it would be shock of the such as Liverpool's for now that their next loss will be unless it's against City will be shock of the season I think
0: yeah you know? I, yeah and the other be. point you said as well is the the They've got the highest XG Liverpool, despite playing City, Chelsea and United. So it's, you know, against teams within the utmost respect to Brighton, they have a good defence. But, you know, Salah did it against City, so he can do it against them. Indeed. There we are. What's
1: our last game, Josh, that we've, we've highlighted?
0: Fourth and final, some interesting FPL assets on show. Wolves at home to Everton. Do you want to play your Wolves defenders? Do you want to play your Everton attackers? Hit me.
1: Yeah, we've picked three. These three, apart from Liverpool, Brian, these three games of 3 matchups between like, they're almost like pairs this season. Leicester Arsenal, Spurs United and Wolves Everton are very similar sets of teams, aren't they? In terms of the season they've had so far, quite up and down. Yeah, Wolves... They're 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 threatening to become great again, Wolves. I feel like, and they're getting 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 there and getting better. And Everton looked great, and are maybe on the downward trajectory. I think so. I think they it's a terrible result for Everton against Watford. I mean, an awful capitulation by them. But yeah, I'd be I'd be feeling all right about Wolves defenders actually here, as that's that's who, your Sarmado's and your Codys and your Saces. I, yeah, Richarlison being back. It's tricky, again a tricky one. Both teams could score. I'm sort of not really saying anything committal here Josh because I don't know the answer really. I'd play play all your assets and and sort of don't expect the world but don't expect, you know, maybe be a bit disappointed if nothing happens. I don't know what what do you think?
0: I'm lost on this one. I know what you mean. If Everton had had beaten Watford convincingly, I think with more confidence we could say that over the last few game weeks they've They're building form, continuing to build form under Benitez. But that was a real shock. And you can't just ignore that, you know. And you can't say that they can fix that in one game week. That will affect the player's mentality, won't it? So, yeah, they've lost a bit of momentum. And Wolves kind of just, you know, with their draw. Last week it was a draw, wasn't it? Just kind of ticking along. So at home, you'd say that Wolves are probably going to stifle a draw to a win for me. I think Everton will... They'll be more in the mentality of trying to consolidate rather than bounce back from that result against Watford, I think. Fair so you're, we're going to see a Benitez who's like, I want to, I want a clean sheet this week, basically, knowing Benitez, you know the tactical astuteness that he's got. So I wouldn't be surprised if Everton play a controlled away like kind of performance, have a controlled away performance, which would maybe mean a nil-nil. Yeah, a low scorer, potentially. Yeah, Much better but, analysis than
1: me, Josh, on that. Well done.
0: Yeah. Well, it could be completely Good. wrong, but we'll They're see. quite
1: boring. I'm not looking forward to watching that game, you know. I just think that's it's quite a boring... What, is that a Monday nighter? Is it Sunday, maybe? But, yeah, to me, that's... I'm not... I don't think I'll be tuning in unless I'm not doing anything. So, that's my view there.
0: Yeah, well, we said it. We it not to be exciting. So, there we go. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> but that's all the fixture predictions. So... How about a little quick break and we'll come back for our plans and here how the Algo teams did. Good, okay, good. Lovely. See you in a sec. And we are back again. So final section, Jack, we're going to start with our plans. So transfers, what we're thinking in terms of transfers and captaincy. Obviously, a lot can happen in the week. Mm -hmm. But can I kick it to you first? What are you thinking in terms of your transfers and captaincy?
1: Yeah, well, I've kind of sprinkled this pod with my Mm -hmm. musings, as we've touched on various players, uh, the players that I have. And yes, following my regrettable minus four last week, bringing in Kane and Mane, I'm now looking at them thinking, not nice, not very good. But I've got Rafinha and I've got Mbwemo both of whom came off injured this week. Um, Annoyingly, both with excellent fixtures with Norwich and Burnley, respectively, for each of them. So I'll be... It's very much a wait and see, and I'm going to have to prepare some sort of what-if scenarios. If he's injured, if he's not injured, watch what other moves I will make. But I, as I've said, I want Tony in for this run of fixtures now, and that will either be a Kane move down to him or a Dennis up to him but meaning I'd have to take a hit on a Rafinha perhaps to a Smithrow or somebody to bring that in so yeah I mean I've I've backed myself into an entanglement here which I'm annoyed at myself about really so and then the other thing I'm just like well that minus I've got that thing of well that minus four was a disaster Jack You've only caused yourself more problems. Just learn from that and let it roll this week. So you've got the two next week. You can make that Tony move, not for a hit if you want. Keep Kane. Yeah, so that's that's where I am. I'll probably, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, for Fiena's injured, I'm going to have to do something. Something's yeah. going to have to happen there. Uh, so it might just be a straight swap to Smith Rowe. It, but it'll just be such a shame. It's horrible, isn't it? When you have a player, you stick with them. They kind of frustrate you a bit, but then you see they've got that good fixture in a couple of weeks, so you keep them, and then they get bloody injured for that fixture. So, part and, and parcel of the That's FPL, folks. That's FPL. <laughs> that is FPL. <laughs> what would you do in my shoes?
0: I mean, yeah, you've got to wait for the conferences at the end of the week. I mean, anyone against Norwich. If Rafinha looks like he could potentially start, and you've got cover on the bench. You have to. You have to keep him. I think in my mind, I, I did the same thing with Alonzo last week. In the potential uh, yeah, that he unluckily. would play, I thought he was going to play. I thought he would. Game. I mean, I think that does, you know, hit, definitely slam the nail in the coffin for Alonzo. Yeah, he's gone. He's going to get one in. I don't know, like eight or ten games, isn't he? I think maybe, or if Chilwell stays, stays fit, he's definitely nailed. So. But I think with Rafinha, it's different because he is like the talisman. So if he's even close to being fit, I think they'll roll him out.
1: Yeah, what has happened to him? What
0: what was the injury? I didn't see it myself. And the report is that it's just going to be monitored. So it says knock 75% chance of playing, but... Uh, they mean nothing, do they, those? They nothing. don't know. Yeah, it means they nothing. don't know. So yeah. we just got to wait for the, the conferences and Bielsa hopefully... Can give us something, or if we get, you know, the the old social media from leads of him in training quite early in the week, then that may look good. Mm-hmm. But you can't. It's too early to say now, isn't it? Really?
1: Sure, it is. It is. Why do we even do this section? Too mm. early to say. Too <laughs> early to say. Save for everything. But despite it being too early to say, Josh, what are your moves?
0: Well i have still line...
1: got loads in a bank. You've got that money in the bank, Josh. Uh, Do yeah, you want but, to spend
0: it? Well, the Lukaku thing, I banked more money this week from going from Lukaku to Vardy, <laughs> but um, just saving it up. But um, yeah, I've got a kind of line of fires forming throughout. It's like I'm Gondor lighting the beacon just on every little spot line through the team. Yeah, so, And I can see that warning. I can see the yeah, warning send help. communicated it. The help send, is here, Josh. Send here. the riders, send the Roha in, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I've got Alonso defence we need to have a look at longer term. But again, when you compare that to the yellow flags of Rafinha and Vardy and, you know, Duffy being benched for one game they changed system may play, you know, but Duffy's a bench spot at the moment so that's not a problem. Alonso, Rafinha, Vardy. Rafinha and Vardy. We,
1: sorry, Josh. Do we know why Duffy didn't play?
0: I think it was a system change. So he was on the bench. Oh, right. They changed the That's system. That's worrying. So, and unfortunately now with Lampty back, who did look good again until he he's cl- He's himself. a minute
1: away from a hamstring injury all time. Exactly. Exactly.
0: He's still good. But apparently it means that Veltman, you know, has been brought in as extra defensive competition. So I think there's more competition right. for Duffy's spot now, which is annoying. And mm-hmm. yeah, so there's there's doubts around that. But if they play the same system, you thought with his form they'd bring him back in. But watch this space. But yeah, back from same thing as you really I need to hear if Ophina is going to be red flagged or we we get confirmation that he's not going to be starting. And the same for Vardy really, because I'd have to fix them before looking at Alonso. So Chelsea away to Newcastle, I could play the same strategy that I did last week. Hope that Tuchel's going to rotate chill well just put him in again him. Just, just put Alonso in again Come on, just keep going week. with it come just on keep going. Cool. double down
1: double yeah. down <laughs> I mean who is your I mean Tony I've obviously said he's my he's number one on my watch list my want list number one on my Christmas list who is your player that you don't have that you feel the burning desire
0: to get is it Trent it's Trent so I could go from Alonso to Trent but that's Casting a blind eye to Rafinha and Vardy.
1: Yeah. So you just got to wait and see on those. If they're, if they both turn out to be okay, is that the move you'd make?
0: Yeah. That's the one I want long term. Yeah. Fair. Or, or potentially, well, no. So that is the move I want. I want, I would like to have Rudiger as well, but to have a lot of defensive coverage. But I think at the moment, Alonso to Trent is the, is the best choice. Agreed. I'd agree with that, man. Get him in. He's great to have. 10 yeah. points again this week. He's a dream. God, it looks so consistent returns. But and we've yeah. captain C, there's no point. We've both said already Salah. So. Oh, yeah. Salah for sure. Salah for sure. Do you ever bother with a vice captain? Do you ever worry about it? I mean, I do, but you know Salah's kind of going to start, don't you? So it's not, you try and pick who you think is going to be the next best. But I think we know we've got so much confidence Salah starting. It's rarely called upon, isn't it? But this, this week, I don't know, vice-wise, it's going to be tricky. Tony, maybe for me.
1: Mm, or or yeah. Antonio. Sorry, so, Jack, against the Villa. Yeah, don't blame you. Don't blame you. We could be in for another beating. Hopefully, yeah, we don't play that three at the back again. But if we do, I think Antonio could, could have some fun.
0: Yeah. So that's this week's well, our plans, what we'd like to do, transfer plans and captaincy final little section Jack how did our Algo teams get on how did the boys do oh yes
1: section everyone's been waiting for the algorithm teams little reminder Josh and I run two other teams for two friends of ours and we apply algorithms to them so one of them being the XG11 so a team purely based on XG the other one being the Differential United so a team that's managed and can only bring in players that are under 5% owned Let's see how they're getting on. So so far, the XG11 has been having an okay season. It had a brilliant start, but has been falling down the ranks a little bit ever since. And this week didn't do so well. So it ended on okay. 53 points for the XG11. No transfers were made. So we rolled a transfer for the XG Boys, but really only had two standout performers in Salah and Antonio and Captain the Wrong One. So Captain D'Antonio instead of Salah, for 14 points and 24, respectively. We had blanks from Jamie Vardy, Chris Wood, Mane, Norgard, Gallagher, Sace, Manquillo, Tarkovsky, Raya in goal. It's just not looking good, Josh, for the XG11. But we've got those two transfers in, in the bank, so we can play a little surgery. Who knows? Might take a hit. We'll have to have a look at the XG stats as a whole, see how these performers are doing, because Norgard and co have been in there a while. We've got an injured Torres on the bench who we need mm. to get rid of. So yeah, XG11 needs some surgery. Rebound sure. needed. That's it. Sits at 2.9 mil at the moment, XG11. So slipping down the ranks. There we are. But if we thought that was bad, Josh. Oh dear. If we thought the XG11 was bad, the last couple of weeks have been brilliant for the differential 11. They've rocketed up the ranks. They were very low down for quite a while but sadly this week they've plummeted back down to earth again with a meagre 31 points with a game week rank of 7.7 mil absolutely hauling. Oh and and it wasn't because their team's in shambles in terms of there's no one playing everyone got 90 minutes except Mane so yeah Mesli goal is not going well Veltman with a zero pointer Brighton bring back Duffy Samado, two points. That Wolves conceding the last minute hurt a lot of managers. Loton, the second highest scorer of the week with four points. Well done, Loton. Mane, one pointer. Four Niles and Bowen, those lovely two West Ham differentials, three points each. The transfer, we actually made two transfers in this week. So we got rid of Dele Alli and Decore. A good move because both neither of them played. We brought in enabler Douglas Luiz, who came to the bench, and Kevin De Bruyne who we oh. captained, who was 3% owned. One point from Kev, came over 30 minutes. Thanks a lot. So not so good. And yeah, Jimenez and Max up top. Jimenez and abameyang actually did, did quite well. Six and five points each. abameyang ticking over nicely. Again, we didn't mention him in, in our sort of premium chats. He's starting to pick up a bit of steam, abameyang Do you reckon?
0: Yeah, it, it just seems like you want a premium player to come from a premium team. Don't you? Or, or, you know, someone who's close to being yeah. that. And Arsenal have got a bit of work to do, don't they? I guess. But they do. they're on the, on the f- up,
1: aren't they? But yeah. Yeah.
0: But we know from from years of old, you look at the scrolls in FBL past, <laughs> he's the man. We know what he can
1: do. Yeah. We know what's in his locker. And he, yeah, I think he's looking a, a bit more galvanized lately, but we'll see. So, yeah. So that's the. That's the algorithm teams. A bad week all round for the Algo boys, but let's hope they can use their computer brains to bounce back Don't next it week, get those microchips whirring and, and see how they do next week.
0: And, and that's it. So, yeah, well, I guess that's everything for Game Week 10. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. That'd be much appreciated. And comment, you know, we'll reply. We will reply.
1: So please uh, do. fire We're every comments. Here. Yeah. As I dropped an email, another FPL podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much. That's it. I'm done.
0: See you next week. All right. Cheers, Jack.
1: Cheers, Joshua. Bye-bye. Bye.